1: The following advertisement has been paid for by the Big Guy Ryback. Are you hungry? You know I'm so hungry, Big Guy. Hey, Mark, what brings you here? So I'm just here to hang out with my all-time favorite superstar of all time. What brings you here? Well, I'm doing a paid advertisement for Feed Me More Nutrition, available at FeedMeMore.com. Psst, big Guy, that is music to my ears. Do you tell the people about your ISO so hungry Grass-Fed... Whey Protein Isolate, the best tasting protein on the market. Wake Up Unlimited Energy, the strongest pre-workout on the market. And the big guy, All Natural Testosterone Booster, my personal fave. Big guy, you're on to something with this Feed Me More Nutrition. It is some top quality stuff. Well, thank you, Mark. It is Feed Me More Nutrition. Premium, quality, the highest quality supplements on the market today. Available now at FeedMeMore.com.
0: Hey everybody, Pat Buck here. Before we start the show and you listen to this on your commute to work, you're probably wondering what you're going to have for dinner. And if you have that wondering, then why don't you check out BlueApron.com. Blue Apron, what is it? It's the number one fresh ingredient home cooking delivery service in the country. It's affordable for less than 10 bucks per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. This upcoming menu's Uh, The meals meaning that come to you, that you cook, or that I make my wife cook because I am too lazy. Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Crispy barramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. I'm salivating already. They're flexible. You customize your your recipes the way you like them. You don't like seafood? Don't click on seafood. Get stuff that you like. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card. 40 minutes or less. It's awesome. It's fresh. I love this service. Go there. Get your first three meals for free because you listen to the show and you love it so much. Free shipping, blueapron.com backslash conversations. Again, blueapron.com backslash conversations. Enjoy the show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, and right now I'd like to introduce whoa, 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 whoa. a guy who lost his smile, a guy who took his brain and walked away from millions of dollars. He hails. From Sin City. <laughs> ah, damn it. That's enough for you two. Shut up. You're uh, I, I think he's, uh, I think he's over fired. Shut up. Pat, slap my ass. It's time for conversation with the big guy, pal. ha, <laughs> ha. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. Okay, another episode post Royal Rumble. We got a lot of stuff
0: to talk about. Uh, but before we begin, I think it's smarter to be professional broadcasters and to uh, maybe mention some things that are going on. Do you want to start that off?
1: Absolutely. Wake Up It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy Ryback, a professional athlete's advice on how to succeed in the game of life. Available now on Amazon in paperback and Kindle form. Coming to Audible in February. Please review on Amazon. Feed Me More Nutrition, now available at FeedMeMore.com and in Las Vegas at Spartan Nutrition in North Las Vegas and Pumped Up Nutrition on Sahara and Rainbow. Friday, Friday. February tenth, Russell Pro at Starland Ballroom. The machine Brian Cage versus the Big Guy Ryback. Bell time, eight PM. Saturday, February eleventh, Russell Pro in Brooklyn, New York. Come see the big guy live and in person with a uh, special meet and greet. Believe is that six to eight, Pat? Six to eight PM. Six to eight PM. And uh, that's all
0: for me this week. Well, I don't need to plug those shows. Those are the shows you need to come see. February tenth and February eleventh, WrestleProonline.com. If you want to be a professional wrestler in the New York, New Jersey area, I see the listens from this show. There's thousands of you in this area. Please come if you're on the fence to check out wrestling. Or we're gonna talk about this on the show actually. Come down to the Creator Pro Wrestling Dojo in Rahway and on Long Island. Uh dot If you're sixteen and up, want to check out a class, watch it, see what it's like. And then join my program. Finally, if you're a booker or, you know, promoter or whatever, and you want to book the big guy, hit up BookTheBigGuyYahoo.com. And uh, we can maybe arrange some things. But if you actually have a show in the New York area or anywhere on the East Coast and you need guardrails, ring, entranceway, talent, you name it, hit up WrestleProOnline.com at wrestle pro online at yahoo.com. Or if you want to advertise with this show, which we're happy to have a new sponsor on board in coming weeks, you can hit up book, the big guy at yahoo.com.
1: All right. I got to say though, the one other thing here, and I'm also, we're having technical difficulties. I couldn't hear a good portion of that. And then you came back just in time, but we'll address that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Also guys, we got, I got a PO box for all fan mail. Um, I always get back to you guys and I can't say thank you enough um, all I ask is you send one to two items only, please. But that address is P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. And uh, that's to send fan mail uh, to the big guy, Ryback. Right and I can't thank you guys enough for your support. So,
0: Okay. So, uh, better week than last week. How was, uh, you know, I know you had a, a couple, you know, I don't yeah, want to say yeah. adventures last weekend, but uh, catch us up. What's going on?
1: Well, unfortunately, <clears throat> excuse me, as we we talked last week with Shira, uh we had to go put her down, um, have her put to sleep right before I flew out uh, Friday morning, early afternoon. And um, it was, uh, I sent a little Snapchat video out there and you could see like she had tumors all over her body like we talked about and Mm -hmm. the cancer had taken over and it had blocked her urinary tract um where she was having difficulty go the bat going the bathroom finally and um they'd warned us you know that from the point we started treating her with uh the chemo and um and trying to keep everything at bay which it worked really really well for a while okay and then then the, the cancer just kind of overcame it and um, I should say thank you to True Panion and, and they provide pet insurance. They actually they, they covered, you know, ninety percent of all of all of her medical bills, uh, which were thousands and thousands of dollars. Wow. And uh it's I don't so think a, I don't think a tr- lot of people know what
0: pet insurance is. I didn't know what it was till you told me about it.
1: Yeah, you they they now have insurance for, for your dogs and cats. Um and it is well worth looking into. Uh, I got it for mine before this all of this stuff came up literally right before it all came up um because of Priscilla the ex-girlfriend had mentioned mm-hmm. uh pet insurance and I go I've never looked into that and it, it it's for all three of my dogs at the time for Shiva, Secret and Sophie it was like $140 a month um for all three combined for all wow. three combined so in like so for certain dogs like Secret's a mix she's a pitbull uh french bulldog mix okay. so like that if a dog is not, like, a pure breed, if they're mixed, they're, like, their immune system is better. Like, they're just more... They're less prone to have diseases and things like that. Um, so the rates are even cheaper on, like, mixed dogs and things of that nature. But um, they really came through and helped out. But we had to take her in. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty good with all that stuff about, like, having control over my emotions. And, <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, I, I was extremely sad. It was a lot harder to watch my dad. <clears throat> he was... uh it's always hard to watch your father cry, I think, and, like, break down, um, no matter what age you are. But I told you before, and like, over other things, I feel like I'm, like, the, the father figure now, and my dad's, like, the child sometimes. Okay. Um, I think that kind of, I don't know if that's, like, as you get older, it starts shifting, maybe, that, like, I, and I don't know if that's the case with everybody, but I feel like that, that's been the case I, think, I think, for me. I
0: think the older you get... In a lot of ways, certain people actually will start regressing towards being, der- not I don't want to say immature, but they almost, you know, like, I love my Nana, who's 97 years old. And I notice that sometimes it's very, I, sometimes I kind of like treat her, not a, treat her like an infant a little bit, like a little like happy, like as if I'm treating a baby. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, they become more, I, I think that happens. So I think they, the older someone gets, they kind of become a little it's, more simpler yeah. and a little more, you know, I don't know.
1: It's like the cycle of life coming full circle, I feel like. The people who raised you as you get older, not saying that I raised my dad or anything like that now, but I just feel like the roles have kind of... Sorry, I lost you you there. You're good? I feel like it's just a circle of life, and we've we've just kind of come full circle. And um, not that I take care of my dad or anything like that, but it's never an easy situation to see... um, you know your your parents or anything break down, and he. I got secret. You know, I mean, Shira. I apologize. Uh, right before I left for Tough Enough, because Roxy, I knew that I was going to be signed. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't actually. I just I, I believed it so strongly that I dropped my my college classes at UNLV and uh, adopted Shira, who I remember I'll never forget. I went to the pound, the adoption. Um, to go adopt a dog and I'm walking around the pound. I just, I did school that day to go get her because I was so confident I was going to get picked for the WWE tough enough show. And I, um, I just saw this little puppy that was just so playful and I like fell in love with her right away. And, uh, they let me take her out and she kept chewing on my shoelaces. And I was like, I want this dog. And, um, I remember I brought her to my dad's that day. I go, dad, I got you a gift because I'm going away for wrestling. Oh wow. And, uh, Oh wait! I think you might be cutting out now. Uh, well, there this, you are. No, you're it. good. You're good. Okay. Sorry. And that people are going to get annoyed with this probably, but work through. Hopefully this go this goes away. But uh, my dad wasn't happy about it at first, and he uh, he was very oh why'd you get another dog? We already have Roxy. And he ended up he he fell in love with Shira right away, and he took care of her for the last twelve and a half years. She was almost thirteen years old, and uh, she lived a great life. But I got to hold her, and we brought Secret in, our other dog, um, to kind of watch, because I wanted Secret to know that she wasn't going to be around anymore. Yeah. So, um, but then, like, while I was, you know, I held it together really well, and it hit me right when I was holding her, like, like this is my final time. She fell in my arm. Like, uh. I lost it before he even, uh, when he explained everything to me, mm-hmm. I just realized, like, she was just so calm and such a good dog, and, uh, oh... However bad my dad lost, and I lost it probably twenty times worse. Oh, uh, man, man. Uh, yeah, sorry. But it felt good. If not, it felt good. Like closure after. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm fine now. Like I, and it's um, and and I'm celebrating her life now, and we get her ashes tomorrow and all that. And it, but it's it's tough to just go, even though it, it was the best situation possible that I was home and she went out pain free. Anybody who's ever had an animal and loves them knows. Uh, how painful that process is. But um I do think and I talk about this in the book a little bit that like my dad's talked about getting another dog now mm-hmm. and uh, going to Petsmart and adopting another one. But he's not a, he loves the French Bulldogs. Uh those are my favorite dogs now, the Frenchies. But sure. I go, What why don't we go get another Frenchie? And he's like, No, because uh he loves like Sophie and Sonny a lot, but they're a handful. Mm-hmm. Like they like to play and I think he's more <laughs> of a pit bull guy. So
0: Okay. That's cool. Well, uh, that's unfortunate, but. Uh...
1: No, but it, all good came from it, you know. So it's, uh, she will be greatly missed and uh, poor little secret's been sad, but we've had her over here at my house with Sophie and, and Sonny and playing and, and just trying to, to keep her spirits up. But that speaking of that, she had to go get a huge uh, growth taken off her paw today. She's had it for, for a little bit here, just showed up. And uh, they wanted to make sure it wasn 't cancerous, which she 's only not even six years old where where they're they're fairly confident that it's not, which they're having it tested we 'll know in a few days, but um she we had to go pick her up tonight, like I was telling you, and she was all drugged up yeah she could she, she has the cone on her head, and she kept dragging her cone on the ground mm-hmm. she can 't raise her head up she 's so drugged up still. <laughs> I had to carry her to my dad 's car, and my dad just texted me saying, "Poor Sophie is just uh." She she can't function, so uh I
0: can't remember exactly the location, but we were talking about this earlier today. Your your how was uh th- how was the bookings? Hopefully uh I did my job correctly getting you booked in these in these uh making these towns.
1: Yeah, no, it was a great weekend. Yeah, like I so I took a month off, as you know, for the supplements in the book to kind of make sure those all went smoothly. And uh, this weekend was in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. PPW shell shocked and then I I went over to uh Santino's school for uh Destiny Pro Wrestling um which was where Destiny holds their shows at his uh building and uh, wrestled Moose and uh and, and the first night was against um Mike Orlando and uh Big Mike Orlando I should say and uh two great nights and uh, I had a lot of fun and I felt like it's weird now I told you the biggest difference is you up there in WWE, you're wrestling four to five nights a week. And you just kind of go into a zone. I'm in a place now, like, after that first match, my body hurts so bad. Just because I hadn't bumped in a bump. Sure. And uh, it, it's like starting all over again as far as bump, but bumping. But my conditioning and everything, the burpees, I'm such an advocate of burpees. I can't put the burpees over enough. Like, as long as I do my burpees, I, I, I'm a totally fine in the ring. And uh, and we we will talk about some of the problems we encountered travel wise uh, this week. Hazleton, Pennsylvania, legit drive. The, the weather was was perfectly clear all day when I had to make about the forty five minute drive from my hotel by the airport. Uh, just a thick fog took over where you couldn't even see legitimately ten feet in front of you. Just like I, so I started looking for food and like I was looking for a subway at first and the GPS took me to where the subway was I couldn't see the Jesus. subway like the the re, like it was and I didn't know where I was at and like I was afraid I was going to hit somebody so I was like you know screw it I'll find a McDonald's to get a couple chicken salads and a double quarter pounder with no bun and like even the McDonald's I couldn't see and then I finally like I kept going really really slow and then it like came into view and then I went and got my stuff and then I found the building and it wasn't quite as bad near the building as it was with the area. I was looking for food, but um, a great weekend. And I, I really, really had a good time. And uh, a funny thing happened the first night with Mike, uh, with Mike Orlando, which we'll talk about here. Uh, but, yeah, you did your job more than fine.
0: Well, until the – I don't know if I should talk about the travel thing. I had a small panic attack. Uh, I mean, I'll explain it. So, basically, you're – this was a hard booking. And, like, I realized, too, why, you know – People wonder why there's not that many decent good independent promotions because it does require a lot of not just time to plan your events but you have to deal with like unpredictable circumstances and so the first part that was difficult was figuring out you know you're it's not uncommon for any sort of name or any or any wrestler that has a schedule to be in different towns and but the thing is that if you're on a weekend we're on a Friday night and a Saturday night, or in your case, this weekend, last weekend, Saturday night and a Sunday night, you know, you fly out from your home, you go to the first, first town, and then you got to go to the second town and come back. Well, how are promoters? Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't really think about this or fans think about this. How are promoters supposed to book that flight? Because.
1: And I think, I think too, it's, it's good to uh, come flying out of Las Vegas. Most shows are predominantly on the East coast. Um, So we got to book my travel usually the day before, whereas WWE, you would fly out the morning of. But but WWE has the luxury of, like there's been times when when names, when WWE, that that certain guys miss a show because of travel, but you have a roster full of guys on the show or enough guys to typically put on a show still. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a little different circumstances on these independent shows because I'm the one named guy they're bringing in for the particular show and flying out the day of from the West coast is a little bit iffy because if there's any sorts of problems, especially with the time difference being three hours behind here, that it makes it like, there's a good chance if I get delayed or caught up, I miss a show. So we got to fly me out the day before always on these. I think it's worth mentioning just to play it safe to make sure I make these shows. So this is further adding that we're doing back to back shows and you got to book this travel as early in the morning as possible to get me in at a decent time to ensure if there are delays that I am going to, you know, be able to make
0: it. Well, let me ask you real quick with, with, you know, with WWE, since you're a West coast guy and I think it is, it's in, I tell you all the time, like it's difficult. You, you're on these, most of the shows were Independence. I don't know why this is. And I think it's terrible that there's not more stuff, you know, from the Midwest out to the West coast. Like there really is just, Oh, It's yeah. crazy. It's, it's just predominantly Northeast or, you know, an occasional Southern thing or whatever it may be. You'll have a couple things out there, but like just the way it works. But for raw and stuff, would would you be flown in the night before or is that a day of thing?
1: No, no. So I, you got to remember, I'm always, was always booked on every live event and uh, I always flew out the day of for live events. So a typical travel schedule for me, if it was a five day loop, it would be fly out. Friday morning mm-hmm. um, at 5 or 6 a.m. every morning. So I was up at either 3 or 2 a.m. every 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 night, Friday, early morning. Um, late Thursday night, I guess you could say. I would usually sleep two to three hours, get a little sleep just so um, – because always being on the East Coast usually, I couldn't go to sleep earlier because I'm so used to to going to bed at a certain time. So I would always try to get to bed by, by 12 o'clock and get two or three hours sleep um, get ready, go to the airport, which was a half-hour drive. I live all the way away from that airport. And then uh, get to the plane and sleep the whole plane ride wherever I was going. Get in. If there was time to go to a gym, go eat and work out. If not, just get food and go straight to the building. And then live event, drive, 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 and then TV, TV, and then go home for get home Wednesday afternoon and have partial Wednesday and then Thursday um fly out that night Thursday night so it was a very stressful you know constricted schedule but you just turn into a machine when you're on the road up sure. there and it's like you you just learn you adapt or you don't make it and it like I I actually enjoyed you know pushing myself and but but it was it's stressful like Wednesday would be like my night to to have a milkshake or something and go get a little Taco Bell and just chill out and like know that I could wake up Thursday and not like that was the one day I didn't have to set an alarm was waking up from Wednesday night to Thursday. And it was just so beautiful, not having to set an alarm mm-hmm. and be stressed out about waking up and um, it's gray. It was great. And, uh, but it was a very, it was a different schedule altogether. So even
0: now, so this, this was the the complication this week for people, uh, that a lot of independent people listening. So basically you have a show on Saturday night, fly you in the night before But even getting the booking done, so you're wrestling for one promotion in Pennsylvania, and then the next day in Toronto. So it's a real pain in the ass because a lot of, and I've dealt with a lot of a couple agents, and what they do normally is they they most of the time the promotions book the travel for the wrestler, and even even if they have an agent or whoever doing their representation, they'll tell them, well, you know, send us the flight, we'll approve it. For this situation, I didn't have any faith in. uh, in the promotions, God bless them, they all did a fine job, but I was like, look, I'm going to book this travel myself because it's pretty complicated, and you guys are going to split it down the middle because there's three flights involved. So yeah. you have to go to the town on a, on a Saturday, wrestle the show, the next day fly really early to Canada, uh, do the show that day, the next day fly home. That worked out okay. I yeah. thought, okay, I did this. I'm, I'm, the flight was done. The promoters PayPal me the money. We're good to go. So... You do the show, and then all of a sudden you're done with the show, and I get a notification on my. I'm literally about to go to bed, and I get the thing. I just got to my hotel room when
1: you messaged yeah. me this. By the uh, way, I thought I had to be up in two and a half hours.
0: And uh, I get the notification, flights canceled. So, and the next flight that you're going to be booked on is like five thirty that day, which doesn't work out because you completely missed the show. And on top of that, for people that don't really fly a lot, the way it works with um, if you if you have multiple destinations or even you know. This occasionally happens where you know people miss their flights going outward and you have one coming back. I don't know why this is, but the airlines will cancel your return flight. So I, I knew that ahead yeah. of time that because that second flight was canceled, um, which there's no way you could have been on that. But, but I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh, there's no way you can make the show. But then I realized you're six hours away. And you're like, oh fuck it!
1: I, yeah, I'll- we we didn't know that. Yeah, the, the fog was so heavy though; the flights were delayed all day long. That I would have missed the show totally.
0: But uh, you know, kudos to you. You're like, I'll fucking drive it. I'm like, oh great, then you can make the show. But now the problem was, you know, that uh, you missing the second flight, even though it was rebooked, it would have canceled your flight home. So it's like it's like literally like one one or two yeah. in the morning. And I'm on the phone with fucking orbits for uh, dare I say probably about night an hour. hour hour and change. Uh, you know, but luckily, luckily it uh, fixed itself and took care of all the travel things. You got up there, you worked Moose, and uh, everything was okay. But I...
1: That's it's stressful, though. Like, I mean, as far as <clears> – <throat> I I always I, – I never want to miss a booking. And, like, especially – it wasn't Santino's show. But, like, the promoter had paid up front, and, uh, you know – and, and obviously, if we would have missed a show, we would have, we would have sent back all the Absolutely. money and, and whatnot. But, like, it was I, – I don't like, like, I don't want to ever miss a wrestling show, especially when you advertise and people – it's just a horrible feeling. And, like, uh, when we found out, I was like, well, it's only six hours? I was like, I've driven – I've told you I've driven 10 hours before to make it to a show. You and seem like, to like – I think not, you like
0: it actually more. Like, you're like, I like it. You enjoy the
1: – Oh, yeah, yeah. I I don't like flying is stressful, like going to the airport and like, I like, I feel like I have control when I'm driving to a certain degree. Whereas when you're in the air, it's just like in the whole process of your bags and checking in. And I I just, I flew for so much and like, and, and, and odds are you're going to be fine flying, but it's still it. Even if you're not stressed, you're subconsciously stressed just because, you know, deep down like the odds of surviving a plane crash are a lot less. I I feel like they're a lot less. They are than than surviving a car crash, um, especially if you feel that you drive responsibly and whatnot. So like it, it is, it's a crazy thing to say, but it's it, when you fly all the time. We're not just flying occasionally. Especially up there, WWE, you're flying sometimes three or four days a week on some on some occasions. So it it'd be airports are a stressful situation. And I wrote about airplanes in my book and like people are like miserable on airplanes and like everyone's in a rush and like like I've I've made it a habit like when the plane when the plane lands and everybody's getting their bags I don't pay attention to everybody leaving unless I'm like in the very very front where I know I got to kind of have my stuff ready fairly quickly but if I'm middle of the plane back I just take my time look at my phone read a book, listen to an audio book and don't look at the line because what you had to do, if you like look at the people ahead of you, like you tend to start getting mad because you like expect everybody just to be ready to get off the plane like instantly, but it takes boarding a plane and getting off a plane takes a minute. If you have any sort of luggage at all and people are like, some people obviously take way too long. Uh, but like there's, it, it takes time. It like everybody has bags and, but I feel like everyone's just in such a hurry. So it, it just uh I just would rather avoid it and listen to an audiobook driving uh, and, and sip on a coffee and, and uh a sparkling water and uh enjoy the day. Do some Snapchats and uh and, and stay in touch with some fans and, and not have to worry about, you know, a plane crashing.
0: Well uh <laughs> how was your plane ride? You know, it's a day after the rumble and from uh I, if the rumors were true, you you got into that Rumble at number 26. Uh,
1: the I, I was number 26, as everybody listening to this will now know. And uh, I, I confirmed it here Thursday night with a picture of me with the ping pong ball on the Royal Rumble poster, so.
0: <laughs> Actually, I saw it today. I mean, granted, the, this airs after the Rumble, obviously. But I did see the betting odds, and I, I found it kind of funny that... Uh, There was a couple people that had higher betting odds that that, there's no way they're going to be in the Rumble whatsoever than people that are currently in the company, which goes to show you, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like Titus O'Neil had the absolute worst betting odds out of, I think, like 50 people they listed that could, you know, potentially win the Rumble. Uh,
1: Really? Yeah. Uh,
0: That's never good. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's an interesting situation. I mean, obviously, (coughs) we know who the winner is now by this point, but... uh, I don't know. Might as well talk about Nothing. the Rumble. Uh, or, I mean, I, it's my favorite pay per view. It's something that you kind of hope would set the stage for everything that comes up, WrestleMania, like that, that. This should be the the starting point to the most anticipated event of the year. And, uh, I mean, you've been in, how many Rumbles have you been in? Uh,
1: 2013, 14, 15, 16, right? Four of them. So. And overall, what's the client like? Is there
0: uh, anticipation?
1: They fucking suck. Oh, they suck really? so bad. Like it's that. So you and and all the guys if uh, listening to this will can can contest to this. Like so, it's the biggest. Like it's it's such a cool, unique pay per view. And like for fans, like this is for like I feel like if you were a fan of the Attitude Era and all that, and like where every week there were shocks and surprises every week, and and like. Or ever, you know, at a certain point where who's going to show up where? Where that's kind of like gone yeah, now. In wrestling, that, where that, that, those, that's a those... big
0: part of it. I really think part of the reason why wrestling's not. In, I, I think that a huge percentage of why wrestling was so hot in the Attitude Era was because of that. You never know who's going to switch teams and and who's going to show up on this show, and <clears> that's just completely yeah. gone outside of a few potential debuts here and there.
1: Absolutely, and that's always been such an appeal to people. But like the part of the, like the Royal Rumble match, especially with the talented roster that we had when I was there, and they have right now, um, for the most part, um, rather than just plugging other people in into positions when people leave. But they like the guys can do so much. But that those goddamn Royal Rumble matches are thrown together last, really. Minute. Like I, I can't, yeah, I can't tell you, like so, like rather than like give the guys the orders and and everything the week before and let you go home and think like because most of the guys are like our workhorses and like want to put on the, the best product possible but crazy fucking cranky Vince and everybody underneath him can't seem to make up their goddamn minds on what they want like God damn it I want him to win pat slap my ass I want him to win <laughs> like he can't fucking get his head out of his ass and like realize who he wants to win or who he like just like give a fucking ballpark figure to the guys so they can like try to make it different from the year before to make it stand out. And like what ends up happening is it's so last minute when you get your number and when you're in and, and like, cause you got to remember, like you're trying to put together things into like, you got to go with other guys. Like, what are you doing with this guy mm-hmm. like me? And you got to do something right. Like it takes time to work this stuff out. And what they do is like, they don't usually give it to you and it with, time to even do anything so it's so last minute and guys got to get ready guys are getting new gear made there's just so many things going on that like you just figure out a way to get eliminated and free ball it in the ring which is cool for a live event but like in this day and age in pay-per-views when people i feel like that's the one thing in wrestling and, and like old schools wrestlers talk about and i'm reading you know a bob ackland 's book here i'm at the very end of it now finally uh, like and he talks about back then, like they had to go in there and just like, when kayfabe was in effect, and like you'd go in there and just figure it out. You knew the finish, but it was a different time and a different era. Now people are expecting a different product, and and like and it's okay to call some stuff out, and and you have your moments in there when you do free ball it, and and you kind of wing it, and and the guys, the majority of guys know how to communicate, and I, I'll not, I shouldn't say the majority, but a good portion, no, no how to do that still, it's just that it's kind of changed a little bit. And the Royal Rumble, when you're dealing with that many guys, you need to have everybody on the same page. And the more stuff you can kind of, I don't want to say plan out, but, but have organized and structured, the better the actual match will be. So, like, you have the element of surprise still, which is what a big factor for it. I think they rely on that heavily for the most part. But but I think if they would actually give the guys at least a week in advance to kind of map some stuff out, it would make for the match being a fucking million times better. Um, so do, with, with the talent they have, and the guy, the guys always make it work. Do,
0: though, do you so. think that, uh, or have there been times for the, the Rumbles you've been in that you think that day, or you may even know that they don't have a winner for it? Have they,
1: like? Does that change, or did... I I don't, I don't know. I can't. I, I I mean, I'm sure it has, but I can't say that. <laughs> With confidence, knowing just I've never been in there for that. So, um, I remember 2013, the the one with uh, me and Cena. I remember that was just really frustrating. I was already fucking pissed with so many things, and like, and that just with the way with uh, the the pay per view losses and the consecutive losses when everything was red mm-hmm. hot, and knowing that, knowing with like the ankle situation, that what was going on and. And then with John and everything, and, like... And I was just, like, they had me and John the final two, and and then he put together a really shitty finish. It was just so basic, and I was just... People think, like, oh, he wasn't that developed back then. Like, I was fucking fully developed and, like, could have done anything, and, like, John just wanted a basic finish to the match. That falls on him, like, his lazy ass, like, right then for that night. Like, oh, you just want to do that to finish the match? Cool. Like, and that was his call. Mm -hmm. So, like, like, and it just it just didn't sit well because I would have rather have done a lot more and made it a lot cooler. And, uh, if that was the finish we were going to go with to begin with. So, but I mean, it was, they're just, those days are hell. I'm glad I'm not there for it.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, uh, this, I'm trying to think what else is, uh,
1: outside of showing up at number 20. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I had a, uh, <clears throat> I had a nice little weekend last weekend. I uh, sold out my show. All 105 people, the the jam packed and filled into the Creator Pro Wrestling School in New York for our. Uh, you know, I talked about last episode. There's been problems with the the new the New York State Athletic Commission has changed the laws where we have to get a. You know, we normally have to have a doctor. Now we need an EMT. We had an ambulance there uh we had the fire inspector come through it's all this horse shit for such a small building where we could literally only we could only fit 105 people in we actually had to to turn away people at the at the door which was a nice problem to have but uh luckily that went off without a hitch and um
1: how was the show show all right show
0: was great and and i was looking back i was like oh that's kind of nice we we got a little you know because I, I run bigger shows in Jersey because I have bigger venues and you know I've I've had crowds my biggest crowd I think was like 15, 1,600. but these are nice when I'm I'm we don't really have any I don't think we had any names on this show I think the God I think I was the biggest name which is pretty scary but pretty uh, conf- oh no I think Rene Dupree was on this show actually for some reason he was in town wait Rene, Rene Dupree was on my show that's with right Bruce.
1: he was he's a madman he's, <laughs> he's the best but. I haven't I haven't seen him in years, and he, so Rene Dupree used to live like the, the the guy was you know so young when he came into WWE, and he's always been so nice. He to He was
0: hired when he was eighteen was, years old, and that's what made me want to move to yeah. Oak, we're the we're me and Rene are the same age, and I saw him on that show the what it was it called. Um, it was like a backstage thing that Kevin Kelly used to host, and I was blown away. I was like, oh my god! I thought I was ahead of the game because. I was training in wrestling already, but I'm like this guy. You know, looks incredible. He's in the developmental system. He's the he was the youngest guy I think hired in OVW at the time, or yeah. might have been ever. But I know there was like guys back before that in developmental in the Memphis um, short OVW. Uh, excuse me, the the precursor to OVW. There might have been younger guys signed then, but like he, I was like, holy shit, this guy's 18. He had he started when he was 14. His dad was a multi million dollar uh, promoter, Emil Dupree up in Canada. Um, and okay. You know, he had his whole thing and I think, uh, he's had an interesting, he's an interesting dude. I I love Renee. I know a lot of guys have a lot of issues with him, but he's always been good to me.
1: Yeah. He's always been great to me. And, uh, I walked into the locker room and, uh, he was in there talking to Santino and I, I popped and, uh, gave each other a hug and said, hello. And, um, a little brief discussion, and then he had, he was the opening match, and then he had to catch a flight and literally run out of there. He came back after his match and threw his clothes on and like ran out um, to make his flight, and uh, and that was the last I saw of him. But um, it, it was the last time I saw him with a, was at OVW where his balls came out of his tights if you remember. Oh, I remember. Uh, this. It was like a stalling. Yeah, it was like a soup like spot, which is like if you wear trunks and. Like you better have a good pair of under tights on because I don't the stalling soup like spot it, it, with with trunks can be highly dangerous to to the fans. Eyes. I think
0: you're remembering the story a little bit differently than me. That's that's that may have happened after that. Do you remember what happened before that?
1: No, okay. no, no. I just remember. I Maybe that triggered it, but I think they stayed out. Right? It, it happened
0: upon you know. Renee, Renee's open about his you know past. He he's sober now and he's he's cool and he's together. He looks like a million bucks still. And, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it looked he, great.
0: uh, you know, there was time period where he'll, he'll, he's openly admitted to me. He's like, I've, I was addicted to everything at one point, you know, there's not a, there's not something he's honest yeah. about it. And he went through the program, but there was one time where for OVW, I remember distinctly, you know, he had a match on TV and this is like, I forget what year we're both down there, but I remember it was upon entrance. I think, you know, you know, some people don't wear underwear with their trunk. I,
1: Oh, and, uh, I remember I thought it was on the stalling soup like spot uh, which I know that was in the match at one point, so maybe that's just where I caught up on it. I'm pretty sure he in. came
0: out and like it was right upon entrance, like camera shot, like it was just his nuts were out, and he was a little you know intox- <laughs> intoxicated and i remember do you remember watching it in class, and we all start laughing? One thing I thought was weird was that I don't know why they didn't edit it out of TV when they could have. Like, Danny Danny Davis had that possibility, like, that that power, and they <laughs> left it in.
1: Just have the blur, the blur right in front of the crotch the entire match.
0: <laughs> and I remember we're watching, because, okay, I should explain this. So in developmental, we would train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Wednesday was our TV day, and then Thursday we, we might yeah. train, but we most of the time we watched... Uh, the TV program from the from
1: the day before and Al, Al would go and go get, and go get Moe's afterwards. I would always go get Moe's with like Domino and Cody after we'd watch tape and get the day off because like it was like a lazy day. Watch tape everybody left the building go eat fucking mo's, and then like go home rest and then go like do a huge workout every night and then like, go out maybe after it was like always the routine yeah
0: and then you know friday and saturday sometimes sunday were the live events it was a it's a great program it was and then but i remember one time this yeah. was when we are watching the matches back and renée's nuts are hanging out and he uh and we we all start <laughs> laughing and al screamed at us like how dare you guys laugh at this like someone could have gotten hurt like, this is embarrassing. And I think he was more. <laughs> I, and we all just like froze like, oh, shit.
1: Wait, did he say yeah. that?
0: He he got mad at us for laughing at it. Like all of us because we were all chuckling. And he's like, you know, you guys think this is funny. This it's- is disrespectful to the business. But I'm Look, like, how can anyone? I'm yeah. like, I saw this guy walking around the locker room, like pretty zoned out. And
1: you could have stopped him. <laughs> like, what the fuck? His nuts are hanging out. This is hysterical. But uh there's that's it's not not hysterical you can't watch a match (laughs) with a guy's nuts out seriously in any sport or endeavor and take it fucking seriously the human body is so fucking like you just can't watch another human being with like just imagine wrestlers wrestling naked like (laughs) their dicks flopping around and their balls flopping around like you wouldn't take it like it just would change the game completely (laughs) like Every move would be different. Like, oh, my God, you look at a sunset flip completely differently. Like, like, oh, that's a really, you know, gay move. Or, like, there's no, like, wrestling attire saves wrestling from, in some ways, from being as weird as it really is.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the one, you know, <laughs> as long as you have a pair of trunks on, it, it, it's fine. But do you know what BG East is? Have you ever heard of that?
1: If I did my Thez press naked to a guy... That's like the well. Thing I was going to ask it. you. Just have you ever
0: heard of BG East? You know what that is. Okay, no. BG East is a wrestling company, and I think if you looked it up, you'd probably laugh at it. Um, we we found out what this was because uh, our old friend on episodes back, the Wizard, uh, had a, quite the collection of videotapes in his apartment, and uh, what they were were they were male custom wrestlings. Now I know there's Gorilla Man oh. videos of you beating the shit out of a woman. But these were more... Uh... Wait,
1: so no, wait, time out. Hold on, I think it's fair to... Like, those were legit matches. Okay. Like, I, where I... And I just beat the shit out of them because I, obviously, the Gorilla Man at the time, <laughs> the Gorilla Man sold for no woman, and he and he was just a dominant performer. It's totally different than doing these custom videos, but go But you, were
0: you in an actual ring? That was in a ring?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was okay, in a ring. Okay, so yeah, BGEs... I, I would not have done it otherwise. For the
0: most part... uh a lot of they actually have a ring in their house, but I think a lot of the a lot of the the matches may may end up outside the ring. Now they're not, but it's pretty. Uh...
1: Wait, wait, what do you mean outside? Okay, the for ring?
0: example, one of the videos we found and we put them oh. on. A couple of them were just.
1: Is this like gay? Wait, is this like gay for pay? Like in bodybuilding? Yeah, all that this, shit? It, but
0: it's the wrestling form. Oh, so the videos we found in Bob's house in the Wizard's house. Uh some of them were in the ring and they were just literally we were wondering <laughs> some sometimes we're wondering like they, they were just they weren't trunks they were wearing they were way shorter. They were like super short trunks. Um some had boots, some didn't. And I noticed a couple of them like there was extended periods of full Nelson's. I'm like, wait a minute, did you like order this video and you can tell them what to do? And uh he wouldn't admit to it, but we knew that was the thing. However, there was was Chad was uh Chad
1: was Chad Wix in any of uh, these? No,
0: he wasn't. But there's been <laughs> there's quite a list of uh, people from you know current WWE people, past WWE people, independent people that are because they pay very 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 well. <laughs> and uh, I haven't done it.
1: Do you remember? Wait. By the way, I and I always say, remember when we were living together and like money was tight and I was serving at Smoky Bones yeah. with you and like I was getting money offers from that one guy who was like a a, a a city official throwing me wanting to like send a ridiculous amount of money to come wrestle him in a hotel room and like never at my lowest point of drinking and chewing tobacco and being miserable and being poor. Did I ever think of this? You know what? I want to go fucking wrestle this uh, dude. I don't for fucking thousands of there dollars. There were a
0: couple times where you're like, never, "Should
1: I do this?" <laughs> and you're like, "I can't do this." But he's off. For- <laughs> okay, so maybe I. But you're I, you're my best fucking friend, and we're going to discuss it. I, but I'm saying, never did I fucking actually think about like hopping in the car and driving down there. But like, I would bring. I told you my concerns with it. This guy was like, "It's nothing sexual. It's straight wrestling." But I was always very open with you about it. And like, uh, yeah, and I never fucking no. did it. So I think that's very important to get. So outside. back
0: to BG East, the videos we found, like some of them were just matches where you'd see like, you know, a lot of head scissors, a lot of like, whatever. But then there was one video we found where it was just two dudes double teaming, not I mean, wrestling, like one guy's holding his arms and the other one's just <laughs> the other one's just punching him in the stomach. Over and over again, like slapping his stomach and punch for forty minutes straight. I'm I'm not exaggerating, literally forty minutes of tummy punching, and I'm like, why the f- what the fuck is this? And it was all it was all of Bob's col- collection. Oh. So if you guys want to look up and order a video from BG East, go go check them out. So
1: life is so fucked up on so many levels sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know where we, how we got here. Me of the, um, the, fuck, I forget. That way, speaking of, hold on, we're gonna. I got somewhere else to go okay. with this. That reminds me of the time I got the Instagram thing after I left WWE, where the guy offered me seventy five grand to for a blowjob uh, in Vegas. He's like, "You ever get blowjobs for seventy five grand?" And I was just fucking block, fucking delete, block. Like it was. Ah. Uh, People like, uh, I guess it doesn't hurt to ask though, on his part, but. Oh, sure. Uh, how about this week? This weekend? Uh, I think this is pretty funny. So I, we talked about like me taking, I took a month off and I had the mic, which we got to talk about the match with Mike Orlando okay. here. Um, it was hilarious. hilarious I, I lo- great guy, great worker. And, uh, but I got to talk about, about that whole ordeal, what happened off that show. <clears throat> but, but wrestling, uh, before the match with Moose, uh, I went to the same gym, the Odyssey Fitness in Wilkes-Barre, uh, Pennsylvania, that I we normally go to when we're in town uh, when I was with WWE. And uh, it's comforting kind of going to the same places and, you know, that when I was on the road. And I, I feel like it's the same thing with eating. I eat at Applebee's all the time because they all look the same, and it's where I always ate on the road, and it's very comforting to me while I'm on the road to kind of keep a normal schedule and, and eat at the same places that I always have. And, uh, so I'm at this gym is a really, really good gym. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, they have like a whole turf section, but they have a gymnastics section, which is like part of the gym. Sorry. Excuse me. Jeez. Part of the gym, but also it's like for like birthday parties and it's for gymnastics. Okay. And it's like sectioned off. So I ordered it. It's supposed to be here today. It got delayed. I'm looking in there as I'm doing my burpees, uh, mountain climbers, and box jumps to get ready to, like, wrestle big moose that night because I knew I thought we were going to have, like, be able to do, like, 30 minutes, and I'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, So, like, I'm getting myself geared up because I've been off for a month, and I did a match the night before. I felt great, but I wanted to kind of blow myself up early in the day and uh, be ready to go later at night because moose is – a phenomenal athlete and he's 32 years old and uh, he has a bright future in front of him. And uh, it was cool to be able to wrestle him. But I see this device in there, this like it, it's called a barrel, uh, a barrel back handspring trainer, okay. which is, they have like small, medium and large. And I guess this was like the large one I was looking at. And it teaches you how to do back handsprings and backflips huh. really. And I've told you, I've gone to these, the gyms here, the, the uh, parkour gym down the road for me, and I've learned how to do backflips, but I kind of go to the side just a little bit, and I need to perfect my form of just going back straight and feel it because once you feel it, the body kind of picks it up right away. Mm -hmm. And I've always been athletic, but my ankle injury obviously slowed everything down and hurt me a little bit, but I could still do a lot of things. And um, it's just something that bothers me because I know I could do it. I just need to take the time to learn how to do it. And uh, so I saw this thing, and these girls. There was a girl's birthday party going on in there, and the girls are like, you know, nine, ten, eleven years old, probably, sure. and they're like, it's like like thirty girls in there, and it's a birthday, and they're all having fun, and uh, I so I see this barrel trainer, and I go, whoa, that's what I need. My that parkour gym I down the road doesn't have it, so like in my mind. At the very least, I'm going to bring it here and learn how to use Uh it. And maybe I'll donate it to them afterwards if I don't have any use for it once I learn how to do backflips properly all the way. And um, so I pulled my phone out to get a picture of it um, because I was like, I need to remember what this looks like even though I know what it looks like, but like, just, I wanted to get a picture of it. And like, I pull my phone out and I'm like all sweaty. And like, I just got done doing 30 burpees <laughs> in a row and I'm like breathing heavily. And I got my phone and I'm like snapping pictures of the barrel trainer. And then it like hits me because uh, just like a couple of weeks prior, I just had rediscovered the new Chris Hansen show, <laughs> uh, the, the To Catch a Predator, like, is be has re, been redone again. And I remember always watching that back in the day. And it, like, hit me right away that I'm a fucking 35-year-old grown man. And I'm taking pictures of the barrel trainer, but there's little girls all around in my picture. Uh. And I go, oh. I go, oh, no. And, like, I instantly freak out because like all the parents are like on the far left all sitting together and there's like no way they can't not see me with my phone. Uh. Like, and like, so like I instantly like grab my stuff and I walk over to the parents and like the instructor and I like, and they were like, no one even thought anything of it. Like, and there was cause like there was nothing, but like I I went over and I go, what's the name of this thing? I want to, I've been trying to learn how to do backflips for They're a while, like, sure the lady you gave me all the information. <laughs> yeah, and then she goes, "I hear, hey, bud, what are you up to?" And it was Chris Hansen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they, uh, the lady actually like tweeted me later. She goes, oh, it was so nice to meet you earlier, Ryback," and like they knew who I was. So, but I, I, I tried to tell them like, "Oh no, I wrestle." Like I'm, lear- I want to learn how to do back because <laughs> I felt like I needed to say something. But it was, it was hilarious, kind of that like. You, you forget sometimes in the moment, like I was like, Oh, I need this. And then she gave me the name and I amazoned it and I bought it and it's going to be here tomorrow. Oh, that's so. pretty cool. Oh, um,
0: well, so you took a couple of pictures of forward, under, under kids.
1: <laughs> Jesus. When you say it like that, they no longer exist. So
0: right, sweet. So I think I need one of those for my school. Sp- that's where I was going with this. I completely forgot. So Renee was at my school. I was at my school. We had a show. We had a packed house. The commission didn't show up, which is a good problem to have. Um, so we're at capacity. So I, at one point, and I wrestled a short little match in the show, um, but I like to kind of help out and, and you know, see if there's any problems. So at one point, um, I'm done with my match. And I'm sitting in the office, which is where the fans come in and out of. And uh, – a you know we're already at the show already started it started at eight o'clock we opened doors at 7 30. it's like 8 15 now or maybe even eight no it's after my match it's probably 8 30 8 20. and uh a a larger lady comes into the building and we had a sign on the door that said sold out sorry you know sorry you know we're at full capacity she ignored the sign and she comes walking in and and you know we don't know what to say but we're like all right we'll let her in no big deal but we were like we told her we don't have any more seats left and she's like oh okay she buys a ticket she goes in and i can't really tell her age she she could be between the ages of she could be 18 or she could have been 42 i really couldn't tell yeah and um and her hair was very 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 wet and i thought maybe that was from you know she just had wet hair but i think it was like pure like grease like something was going on there so anyway like she walks into the room and she's watching the matches, but she can't find a seat. And we told her, look, we, we don't have any seats. And she comes walking back from the office and she, you can tell she's like a little angry, but she's like, there's no seats. We're like, yeah, we, we told you that. She goes, well, I need a seat. I need to rest my knees. I'm like, oh boy. So
1: probably an old, an old, uh gymnastics injury. <laughs> I would. imagine.
0: So I, I could see her and, and look, nothing against, you know, was she, you know, heavy set? Yes but I could tell she had this energy and this funk about her that this was going to be a problem. And, uh, and she was like, yeah,
1: a lot of fat people. I Like, I think it's safe to say a lot of fat people like feel entitled and, um, yeah, it, and that people, people can get mad at that or not, but it's the fucking truth. It was, so. it
0: was like a weird kind of like, you know, you need to fix this problem. And she was wearing a, uh, a, a page t-shirt, you know, a welcome to my house t-shirt. And, um, and she was yeah. kind of complaining to me. She's like, oh, I thought this started at uh, exactly at 8 o'clock. Or oh, I thought the meet and greet started at 8 o'clock. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, we opened doors at 7.30. thirty." So I, I'm doing my job trying to find her a chair. There's no chairs, so yeah. I, I go to somebody to go walk around the entire building, go into our locker room, and get us a chair. And and one of my guys, Kip, he goes yeah. does it, brings back the chair, and we bring her back. The only chairs we have left are actually the WWE pay per view chairs, the metal chairs, and uh, those things are are good chairs. Great. I have
1: several of them with me with me on them. Yes.
0: So she sits on that, and she's resting her knees, and then literally like. Five minutes later, uh, I look and she's gone and she's inside. So I'm like, okay, maybe she found a seat inside. The show's going on. I'm happy. Um, you know, it's it's me and Kurt Hawkins. It's our school. You know, we're happy because to be honest with you, running a wrestling school and we're going to talk about the training stuff probably next. Let's pause right here. We'll be right back for a little, you know, sponsorship ads. Okay. While the big guy takes a pee break, we're going to talk about Blue Apron. What is Blue Apron? It's the number one fresh ingredient home cooking delivery system. It's accessible to everyone. I'm reading off the paper right now. There's a lot of different notes. Look, you're hungry. You want food coming to your house every single week that you don't have to go to the grocery store for. That's creative. That's different. That feeds the whole family. I eat a rather large portion. Uh, My wife actually eats the same amount of food as me, which is scary because she's half my size. But... It's great stuff. This week's upcoming menus, udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs, cashew chicken stir-fry with tango, mandarins, and jasmine rice. Sounds delicious. Try it out. You know why? Because it's easy. Each meal comes step-by-step. Easy-to-follow recipe card with pre-portioned ingredients. Can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. Because you listen to this show, go to blueapron.com backslash conversations with an S. Again, blueapron.com backslash conversations Blue Apron, a better way to cook. You know, so I had my show, and uh, we had a fan that came in, and, you know, I was explaining that. And everything's going good. Matches are going good. And it's really, I feel like a proud father figure, uh, because, yeah, I've trained a lot of guys. And it's it's kind of rewarding to see, you know, the, the, the fruits of training these guys and kind of, you know, literally... Grooming them from scratch, and they're able to keep the attention of all these people. And my shows are a mix in, in Long Island. They're half smart fans, half family and friends, you know, occasional casual fans. But it's completely mixed. Awesome yep. time. So one of the one of the matches is going on um, with a popular tag team called Massage en- <laughs> and You'd appreciate that. <laughs>
1: I, I, you'd lo- get a, I yeah, love them yeah, already.
0: Their whole gimmick is that they're creepy massage uh, massage men. Like it's it's just it's very over the top, but it's, it's fucking awesome. They're getting really popular in the independent scene. They're awesome dudes. So, I feel like uh, there's no other way
1: for them to be other than creepy. So that's good that they realize that.
0: Yeah. Like they're, one of their big moves is, uh, they're very, they're very
1: hands-on with their gimmick.
0: Yeah. They, so they, they put a guy in the corner and they, they get him down to where he's like laying there, like to take a, a Bronco buster kind of move. And the other guy kind of goes down like, uh, Jeff Hardy would, the, the Hardys used to do the thing where you run off the back and, to like, like that leaping, like leg lariat's the corner and you crush the other guy. So they do something yeah. like that. Instead, one guy drops down all fours and they, uh, the other guy takes a can of baby oil out, <laughs> rubs it all over his chest and slides off the other guy's back and does a headbutt right to the dick. It's a perfect move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's incredible. Actually. It's
0: amazing. It's, and it, the baby oil makes them really it goes super fat, like they fly at the other guy. So if you guys want to see Massage Envy, check out their uh, their ha- uh, I think I don't know if they call that the happy ending, that's one of their big moves. <laughs> so. I, it only
1: may if, if that's not called the happy ending, I'm going to be fucking really mad. Um, <laughs> that is, I'm going to look them up tonight on YouTube and watch a match of massage Envy. Holy shit,
0: the, great. Great, they're greater guys. They're, they're one of them is my our assistant trainer VSK, and the other guy's named uh, Dorian. 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 <laughs> one of the guys wears a mask too. He's a creepy oil. What is it? The the creepy oil master. It, it just works. I don't know why it works, but it's awesome.
1: You get to like do what like wrestling should do, like on WWE, but like it's at a time where they they can't and don't. Like you get to have fun and do all these cool characters that like. I feel like that that on you know WWE can't do so I, you know, yeah we can we can
0: we can push the limits even though New York dude I didn't explain it enough last week with the New York commission but there's laws that you like they get met they've told me before that I I've said too many like uh, they don't want you inciting the crowd it's actually kind of it's quote technically illegal to be a heel in New York they don't want you yelling at the crowd <laughs> it's so I swear to God most, most
1: of New York the most of the fans in New York are heels
0: yeah, it's it's there's like um, one thing happened where I'm not a really big fan of intergender matches like guy versus girl. But occasionally, if you do it the right way, maybe. Um, but there was a thing where the commission. I stopped. think it's
1: awesome. I've always wanted to show back up in WWE and just powerbomb the Divas revolution. into <laughs> Fucking hell. Just, just uh, no, nobody's safe. <laughs> uh,
0: so that was a that's a thing anyway um so oh during that match massage mv's wrestling and all of a sudden we hear a loud like kaboom from the from the crowd and i'm like oh shit what happened and somebody's chair broke and who who the fuck do you think it is rosemary so (laughs) so, (laughs) we all look in and i feel bad for these guys they're working their ass off and it's just not they you know everyone's distracted because this this woman is tumbling on the floor and of course in my head i'm going off in my head because i've had this happen a lot of times before where um you know a guardrail will hit someone in the leg or something happens you know like a kid gets knocked over and i have to be on damage control and be like you know are you okay hey here's a free t-shirt hey let me get you tickets to next show and now she apparently I thought I assumed you know she's a a bigger woman and our chairs really do have a 240 pound weight limit like they're wait, they're very cheap no,
1: plastic. That's a pay per view chair though. I thought she was on.
0: She was when she was in our office, but I think she found somebody might have, must have left the show and she got up and took that person's seat. If that makes why sense. The,
1: wait, why the fuck the WWE pay per view chairs are very comfortable padded chairs? And well, she those, are, couldn't. Those there, are designed. There those are designed there wasn't enough for room WWE. for her to take
0: the. Sorry, oh, there wasn't ahead. enough room for her to take the chair and like bring it inside because there was so many people. So like, she's sitting there on her comfy Chris Jericho Fatal Four Way chair, and then she I'm sees sorry, Chris, in, <laughs> and then she drink it in, man. She's, she's <laughs> sitting on Jericho's face, and she's like, "Oh wait, look, there's an open open seat, second row. Let me go take that." That's what happened. Holy fuck! So. She's selling in the middle of the fucking place, and everyone's like, "Oh God, this this woman is you
1: know could be Which, hurt." Which, by and the I way, didn't... a broken chair and taking like that just sounds so like minuscule to me, and falling over. But go ahead. Yeah. So
0: come, <clears throat> we come to find out, um, and people help her to the. They tell us about it, like, "Hey, this girl is hurt." I'm like, "Oh no!" So uh, a couple people help her to the office where where I am, and we sit her down on our on our couch and i get the story and apparently it wasn't her that broke the chair she was sitting behind the person and it was a guy that broke the chair who wasn't even that heavy at all in fact he seemed like he was in shape but the the shit happens and the chair hit her in the leg and she decided to fall off she decided to fall off her chair and sell like as if you know she got shot
1: what a worker
0: yeah. So, but but here's the thing: they bring her to the office, and she's holding her leg like she got fucking stabbed. And I'm like, oh god! I'm like, I know where this is going. I'm like, yeah. is she gonna try to sue us? Is she gonna call an ambulance?
1: This is, this is gonna take at least three or four shirts and tickets to the next show. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's a so, hey, hey, lady! Here's a buffet club shirt. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: She's sitting there, right? And now we have a doctor at our show. He's great. His name is Mike Mike Chaplin. He's awesome. And um he goes right to her and he he attends to her and he goes, What's wrong? Show me. And she goes, I the chair hit the chair hit my leg. Uh you don't understand. I have this sensitive condition where pain is extreme for me. And the doctor's like, Okay, let me let me see your leg. And she pulls up her jeans and she, she has hairier legs than me. Like they were some real oof. I mean, it was, it was bad. And, and I'm sitting there and, uh, uh, Hawkins is there. Both of our wives are there. We're just trying to like calm the situation down. And she's just like, she won't stop pretending that she's hurt. And she goes, look, look, it hurts right here. And the doctor goes, well, there's no laceration. There's nothing wrong. Nothing's broken. And she goes, you don't understand, doctor. It feels like my leg is being cut in half. And we're all just like, oh, God, please, like, just yeah. stop. So the doctor goes, look, there might be a bruise, but that that's that's really all there is. And the, the EMT people, they don't know any better. Like, the ambulance people, they're like, well, should we take her away? And I'm like, oh, please don't. Like, like, she's fine. She's fine. Like, like she's going to be okay. And then she calls her mom. She's like, I'm going to call my mom. And she calls her mom. And she's like, Mom, I fell. You know, a chair hit me. And I could tell her mother on the phone was like, uh, well, yeah, you know, do no, you want her like- mother?
1: Her, her mother has dealt with this her entire life. So she, her mother yeah. is beyond frustrated. Yeah
0: but but even that well here's <coughs> the thing where I where I don't feel bad because all of a sudden I hear the girl go no it's okay I'm not going to sue them maybe I'll sue the chair company and I'm like holy shit like the mother was asking well do you want to sue them like yeah yeah
1: this is, what are these fuck? damn chairs like, made of Steel. <laughs> yeah like
0: <laughs> so after a while I I tell her she's like she finally like stops pretending that she's hurt and she's like are the you know? Am I going to miss the rest of the show? I'm like, well, there's one match left. I'm like, do you want to go back inside? She's like, no, I want to go home. Can I buy a DVD? And I'm like, well, we don't have DVDs, but I'll send you the link on YouTube. And she goes, okay, and she left, and that was the end of the I, night. <laughs> right.
1: I would have given her a free twenty five dollar uh, concession stand coupon. Um, and made it all. <laughs> That's all not right. what.
0: That's not what you told me when I was boxing you. You go, give her one of these. And it was like a bracelet that says, shut the fuck up or something. Like, your,
1: <laughs> don't be a little bitch. A, that, that's don't my be a little message. bitch. Feed me more. Don't be a little bitch. That's my message in life now to people. Because it is just running rampant like fucking Hulkamania was in the 80s and early 90s. It's like, don't be a little bitch. Because so many people are little bitches. And it's just frustrating. Just stop. But uh, that would dude. If I if that was me that would have been the defining moment of the negative of like fuck this i'm going to a gym right now and changing my life right yeah yeah, yeah. so i hope I mean, she does i mean gra- that.
0: granted i don't think she broke the chair but i'm just looking at her i'm like look like in in my like, my
1: person it doesn't matter it's it's the whole the whole thing
0: cuz i think she was younger i think she was like in her 20s and like she literally couldn't walk and it's like just this attitude of defeat and she couldn't, she couldn't stand for more than two minutes. It's like, get yourself together. No, no.
1: And I'm very sympathetic to people like in that situation. And I don't want people to like come across like, but people have to understand you have to fucking light a fire under other people's asses sometimes. And like, if you're listening and you're not happy with yourself, you have the power to fucking change your life right now you are sitting at home feeling sorry for yourselves because you're in a situation that you fucking created one way or the other and if something happened that was out of your power you have a choice to react positively to it or negatively fucking react the right way and fix it don't feel sorry for yourselves get your fucking ass into the gym fucking find out about nutrition and diet and fucking fix your situation. If you get mad at me for anything I've said, fuck you because you are a little bitch. And it's this woman could change her life like that. If she makes the fucking decision in her mind and changes her mindset. And I will not back down from that fucking stance. So I wish her the best, but I don't feel sorry for her.
0: Yeah. So that was my, uh, that was my, uh, Saturday night. And then the next, Oh no, that was Friday night. And Saturday night. I didn't do anything. Me and the wife went out and, uh, Hey, have you ever heard what a bang bang is? You've done that before?
1: Is that kind of like a uh, like a swinger's party? No, no, no. No. Oh. no. Oops. Sorry. That's nope. that's next
0: that's next weekend. No, uh. <laughs> so we did this last weekend. Bang bang is you go to a restaurant because we went out we went out to eat early and uh so we went out to a restaurant. You have a full appetizer, dinner, and a dessert and then you go to another place like Two hours later, and then you have a full appetizer, entree, Whoa. and dessert. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like my kind of place. It's it's called a bang bang. You feel like such a fat, disgusting piece of crap after, but it was it was well worth it. And, uh,
1: I like how we are continuing like the from story to story. I'm going to go on with my leg story after this with Mike Orlando. After you okay. tell this one, to keep everything flowing naturally. But go ahead. Well, this was the
0: last, you know, last weekend's activities, and that that's really all I did. And then I because I ate so much, I've been taking I wake up now and I take your test booster and then I, I wash down Let me
1: let me let me ask you, how's that like and I know it's very early on and I've told <clears throat> everybody taken with the Feed Me More Nutrition, like the wake up unlimited energy, you feel that right away. It is the most powerful natural pre workout energy supplement on the market. And you could take it. In the morning in in replacement of your coffee and have energy all day and be focused the protein is grass-fed prebiotic enhanced it is superior to any other protein out there and i just want to keep confirming this to people because the reviews have been great but the test booster is like a multivitamin to your testosterone levels and it will naturally raise your testosterone levels i'm getting a lot of messages from guys that like are afraid like, is this going to hurt me? It will not hurt you. It is all natural. All the herbs, they, they essentially help your body produce more testosterone. It's not artificial in any way. And it's like, it says on the bottle, four to eight weeks. But like, and I, I've, been on, I've been on it for five months to get my test levels. And I go back in for blood work tomorrow um, to get my, my new levels. Because they've gone up consistently over the last five months. Because I was dealing with being shut down after coming off of TRT testosterone replacement therapy where that kept me normal for the last five years, but that was an Mm -hmm. artificial source. So like I'm, I was dealing with that. So like I had to like, but we recommend four to eight weeks with two to four weeks off and then continuing it. It will, it will help you continue. The longer you take it essentially within the four to eight weeks and taking two to four weeks off, ideally I would do eight weeks on two weeks off back on it will you will notice over time the continuous gains whereas where you do steroids and you you gain a amount in a short time and then you lose a ton and you go down below what you were before because your natural testosterone is all screwed up this yeah. is a continuous progression over time and i think that's very important for people to understand and that and i'm and Right now, yeah, I'm promoting my products right now, but that is the truth on them and how they work, and I just think that's very important to make clear before going on. So,
0: and in simple terms, like you know, I take that, and now I take the pre workout in in the morning, and it it hits you like a like I said, I was a pre workout junkie, and but the one thing I hated is I would take things, I would get that buzz, and then two, three, four hours later, I'd crash, and I have to yeah. have a nap. There's no, crash with
1: the, there's no crash with the wake up unlimited energy at all.
0: No, I just, I kind of stay alert the whole, you know, yeah. honestly, it's it. sometimes it's like I have to take a melatonin to fall asleep, like to help me out. Cause I'm still awake.
1: Yeah. So it, it lasts, it has Asian ginseng and like B vitamins and there's a lot of other things and it just, <clears throat> these are things that I figured out over the years and when I started making my own supplements. That, like, that give you, like, you get that initial energy kick and then it lasts. And there's brain factor stuff in there where it helps you focus in and stay motivated and get work done. It's, like, I, I'm, I'm going to put my shit over because I created it and I know how great it is. Sure, of course. And I want, but, like, when I have other guys tell me how great it is, it's the best feeling. And like all the now, fans yeah. that have written to me and like told me, like you un- you'll understand why I walked away. I know what I'm doing with it. This isn't IcoPro. I'm not just like, oh, I'm, God damn it. Let me just fucking come out with a protein powder and <laughs> some fucking pills. Pat, what do you think about that, Pat? Uh. Think
0: about how shitty of a supplement IcoPro must have been. Do you think we can Honestly, still buy like, that? I don't know. Bruce Pritchard talked about it on his podcast that there's like, there probably still exists like boxes of IcoPro. Like I can somewhere. see
1: Vince, Vince taking like shitty expired IcoPro every night before bed. Like, just like, <laughs> God damn it, this should have worked. And like, just looking at a picture of the XFL, that fucking bodybuilding federation, and then IcoPro every night before he goes to bed and his movie division and realizing just, God damn it, I'm a success. <laughs> um, so, oh, I was going to, do you take it before you wrestle, your pre workout, or no? I take it before the gym, not right before I wrestle, but, like, there's, like, energy, like, L-citrulline and beta-alanine are two substances that I have in very good amounts in there that help you with your endurance and in lasting longer, like, for wrestling matches and um, in high-intensity inten- cardio. That's why, like, I take it before my workout and, like, my burpees. I'm like a machine on those things. Like I told you today I did. So I'm getting ready for, for uh, Brian Cage at uh, Starlin Ballroom. And uh, Mm -hmm. the machine versus the Sin City Cyborg. And like today was day one of my conditioning for like, which I love because like WWE, like I said, you wrestle four or five nights a week. And like I'll end up having two weeks off before this match. So like today was my like prep, getting ready for this match. um, In which next week I actually start back up jiu jitsu and kickboxing next Monday, uh, full steam to give me a week of that also. Um, But I'm working my way up. Again, so I will finish with 200 burpees the final three days before the match. And, like, today was day one. So today was 105 burpees, 20 minute, 20 minutes on the elliptical, 105 burpees, and then 20 box jumps. And uh, I'm working on my backflips also um, <laughs> to get ready for this match at Starland Ballroom because NXT is running down the road. And, wait, by the way,
0: I think oh, this is yeah, worth mentioning. Oh, yeah, we
1: got to about that. They've called in and checked on ticket sales, right?
0: Yep. Uh I got notification. They've done a couple weird things. First, it was, you know, between you being on the show, whatever we say here, and all that stuff going on, mixed with the Cody stuff and the Cody Bears, we found out Starland's like, hey, you know, uh just letting you know that we've had numerous calls from them to the building. Did to they check say by out. who?
1: It was either Canyon Seaman or Mark Carano, the two fucking... No,
0: they said it was through their ticket agency, which I believe <clears throat> was... Uh, one of the major ticketing ticketing agencies they use has been calling Starland to check on ticket sales. Okay. And it, like who else would do that? It, they, they said it's it was a weird thing because normally the only time they get that is like, you know, if someone has – if a record artist, a record company has one of their talents performing at Starland, they want to see how well the artist is selling. So they'll call yeah. to check on – well how how good is my person doing i'd like to know what they're drawing instead it's the opposite it's wwe calling the fucking building and going what are ticket sales because nxt is running you know down uh not probably like 30 minutes away but we're doing really well like i'm really happy with pre-sale. and like i said a lot of you guys listening i know we see the numbers new york's our biggest city next to london as far as yeah, people yeah. listen to this so Come out. You want to see a show, Starland Ballroom? I think I'm going to run there four times a year, but this one really...
1: I'm going uh... to make a huge statement right now. Are, is, are me and uh, the machine Brian Cage the main, main event or no?
0: I actually haven't even put the card together, but it could it could go that way. I, I, hope,
1: I, I certainly hope that we are. And In all seriousness, and I know okay. Cody's there, and uh, we 100% should be the fucking main event because you will get your money's worth alone with that match right there, and we will outdo anything... That NXT will put on that night between me and Brian Cage, and we will do a minimum, a minimum. I'm going to call it right now. And in a world of of fighting where you don't know how long a match could go, it could be three minutes, it could be ten minutes, I'm going to make a fucking bold statement right now, Pat Buck, and I'm going to say the machine, Brian Cage versus the Sin City Cyborg, the big guy, Ryback, goes a minimum of 30 minutes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, fucking marks of all ages <laughs> that said Ryback cannot do 30 minutes. Come on out to the Starland Ballroom. You will witness at least minimum, and I'm fucking saying it right here, minimum 30 minutes between the machine, Brian Cage and the big guy Ryback, and yeah, it's out there. It's fucking real, but I'm going to go, hey, you know what, Machine? Let's give him fucking 30 minutes worth before we fucking really turn it on for real, and fucking, he's going to say, yeah, let's do it, and we are going to fucking do it for you, the fucking marks, fucking, the Starland Ballrooms, tickets at starlandballroom.com, Ryback versus the Machine Brian Cage will outdo anything of Hunter's developmental territory and mark my fucking words. Beat that game. I wonder where Mark for life's going to be. He's going to make the
0: tough decision between NXT.
1: Oh, by the way, Mark for life. And we we need to talk about this right now, too. Snapchat has done away with the Mark for life face. And I told you the other day that I feel like somebody, I feel like it resembles a handicap face too much. And somebody complained in this day and age, in little bitch society, where everybody's pussified and just, like, cries over fucking sour milk that somebody, like, or too many people, but, like, wrote into Snapchat, and, and they like, this reminds me of, uh, you know, of so-and-so. And, like, when it's just a face filter to have fun, I feel like that's why they eliminated it, because I wrote to them uh, <laughs> on several occasions, and they have not, ri- they, they have not written back ah. to me. And I am I am beyond Mark for life was somebody very, very close to me. And um he was my fucking Mark and it hurts. And uh you know, he always he always fought the good fight and it's just I, I would have thought Snapchat being the company they are and going public very shortly, which I will be, you know, investing in them. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Pollo Loco picks up and I can use some <laughs> of that money to <laughs> Guys, if you're hungry and El Pollo Loco exists in your state or city, please, the big guy Ryback is asking you, fucking go there every day and buy as much food as you possibly can because I am heavily invested in El Pollo Loco and I need them to turn it around. Thank you.
0: Well, the Dow Jones was over uh, 20,000 today, thanks to our lovely president in office, Uh
1: What's going on? I don't. I know we can't really get. Into yeah, no, politics, no, no. I just wanted to say but the, sto- the
0: stock, marks, stock market's up right now, which is kind of cool.
1: <clears throat> but um, I did good. I bought that. I bought that Tumblr, uh, barrel thing. I made. I, I like the stock market. That's where I've I I've, made, I've made a lot of money, and uh, I've made smart decisions. So fuck off, idiot. <laughs> so we talked about Starland
0: Ballroom. Um, we talked about the Rumble. I'm trying to think what else we had on the agenda. We kind of were going to end it, but we decided let's just keep going. Let's just figure know. out where the show lands us. Um, I, there was so much we notes. want to talk
1: about. I, I don't. I think people have been asking for longer episodes, and we, we're we never going to... It's like money in the universe, Buck. We're never going to run out. Um, it's We're always going to have stuff to talk about, and I think uh, we talked a bit, a bit about the Royal Rumble this week. Um, one of the things that... I thought was cool. I don't watch the product really anymore. Uh, I DVR still raw. I haven't DVR. Like I haven't even DVR to SmackDown. I've heard that's the better show and I should because there's it's guys the way on a
0: better show, man.
1: Yeah. And there's guys I'm friends with on there that, uh, that have bought some of my supplements and whatnot. And I should, I should be a little more, you know, I could always go back. I Dolph. I didn't even know Dolph turned heel. And, uh, I just, I just saw something on that and I go, what? and like it was uh cuz I haven't talked to him in a little bit and I was like fuck I'm out of the loop on everything but um yeah I don't know I don't know what we were talking about sorry and sp- speaking of guys
0: on smackdown I was going to compliment Broski since he got your you know he and he's one of the guys that supports your supplements but uh he was a piece of shit to me this week and he uh How so? He bullied me. He okay well here's the thing and and I'll put this out here too. If there's anyone in wrestling that's listening right now that makes good quality wrestling gear hit me up because there is a problem finding uh you know I've I've had many gear makers over the years. My favorite one was JD JD Michaels because with,
1: JD JD Michaels with iron attitude who is one of my close consultants for Feed Me More Nutrition. Uh I will put him over endes- endlessly. He always comes through making me the right gear and if it's fucking off yeah. he fixes it. It's always on time. Now- and he's never, he's never let me down. And uh, he hears me bitch and whine and moan and cry about little problems. And uh, uh, as positive as I am, I need somebody to sometimes vent to. And you and him are the two guys yeah. that I vent to. So big shout out to Iron Attitude. Those big guy weight belts, which were your idea for me, Pat Buck. And I will give you credit for that all day long. Were made by JD Michaels at Iron Attitude. And you can get your own custom weight belt made by Iron Attitude. So check them out on Instagram, uh, Iron Attitude
0: i literally have a weight belt on the way i think i have i think i maybe have six or seven now maybe six so um anyway jd used to make my gear and it always fit well it was great great quality but since then it's been a fucking nightmare and i've had horror story here's the thing i'm i'm an indie guy and i have wait maybe what do you what do you, wait, what, for- what
1: do you mean when you say you're an indie guy pat
0: I've never had TV exposure, so if I'm, I'm well, I, I remember I'm known you. For... Rest-
1: Wait, hold on. I remember distinctly uh, of you wrestling uh, Crime Time in Orlando for a Christmas episode <laughs> uh, with you and Drew. Um, who was well, Drew Donovan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who- Who's now
0: uh, three hundred pounds of of muscle?
1: <laughs> Wait, why do you laugh on that?
0: Because at that time he was like my size, and he
1: is now double his size Pat, this podcast is about telling the truth are you in, are you saying that drew donovan is using a shit ton of fucking steroids to have the physique i'm that saying he has?
0: no such thing i'm i'm just saying that the, the man well hit a great i spurt i will past, say past I, the
1: age of 25 i will say it that drew donovan is using a shit ton of steroids to achieve the <laughs> physique that he is using uh which other like if you're like, hold on let this is wait let big guy rant again right here if you're on the independence. Oh if you're on the fucking independence and you want to work for WWE and you're taking growth hormone and fucking steroids, wake the fuck up and fucking hit your head and look in the mirror and go, stupid, because that's what you fucking are. You can't, well, growth you can fucking do as obviously some of the guys up there are getting away with, but everything else, mm-hmm. you're fucking stupid and knock that shit off. God damn, Mark Carano, fucking okay, we- implement a growth hormone policy ASAP. What what makes you more angry, though? Guys
0: that do that or guys that don't go to the gym?
1: Who, guys that don't go to the gym. I, okay. I Both both are equal. I mean, both are bad. But that that's a great fucking question, by the way. But guys that don't go to the gym, oh, that's like... Because the guys that are doing steroids have Vince on a pedestal, <clears throat> which I think and I laugh... We're la- talking about I,
0: strictly in wrestling. We're not talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. We're talking no, about in wrestling. Yeah, in
1: wrestling. And I laugh at it. Like like with guys that do steroids and wrestling that are trying to enhance their physique because they think Vince they're trying to like that Vince is watching every indie match and like they can't even run their own goddamn company fucking efficiently. You think <laughs> you, you think they you think they have a fucking I, I've I've been there and just like holy fuck like this place is a fucking mess. And, and you think they fucking know what's going on in Hazleton, Pennsylvania? Fucking, Jesus Christ, no. They have no fucking clue. And nobody gives a fuck. And, like, you think, like, oh, I need to do steroids because Vince is a body guy. God damn it. I fucking look incredible. I am a fucking machine. I am as strong as a fucking bull. Do you think it fucking mattered? No, because he has personal agendas against me from fucking the goddamn ankle situation. And, like, you want it like oh yeah Vince is going to like look at my look at that goddamn guy's pecs fucking make him world champion no it's not going to just be your pecs it's going to be a lot of other things <laughs> <laughs>
0: we got off on a tangent what i was saying too back to the gear thing with JD may my gear fit so since then talking about being an indie guy all the good gear makers are making stuff for WWE people or even impact people or whatever so for me to get stuff from them, you're all, you're put on like a chain of command. I couldn't get things done you gotta, on time. You got to
1: the- pay more money. That's the key.
0: No, dude, here's the thing. I'll say this right now. For any gear makers out there, you have a client right here that spends hundreds upon hundreds of dollars. I mean, I've bought maybe 12 different outfits in the last six months, like full body, long tights, singlet kick pad covers uh knee pad covers like i'm a fucking gear mark i i pay a lot of i don't i've approached gear makers before going i will pay extra to get it done on time like or rush to me here's my measurements and i can't tell you failure they're lazy they're fucking they they don't get shit done i had one fucking girl who made stuff for chikara Everyone praised her. She's so good. I hit her up. Okay, cool. Give me your measurements. Send her the measurements. Send her a nice deposit. 150 bucks. My gear, I think, cost 600 bucks wait, that I was going to get wait, done. Wait, your gear cost $600? Dude, I get elaborate shit. I really do. I get a lot of stuff. My I get, like, singlets... Really wait, deep. to
1: get a W... Like, for my singlets, I would pay typically... <clears throat> with, with, with JD, 180 per singlet, 20 for shipping. Mm-hmm. And then I would pay typically anywhere i I believe i would pay 180 uh with shipping uh for the airbrushing which is what the new guys i got to send him a payment actually for my my terminator when he did i just reminds me i saw the payment for that um so you're looking at like like usually a little under 400 dollars per for me for like per outfit yeah yeah right around say 400 per outfit should be safe
0: I think this was like um, I got more stuff made. I was getting like wrist gauntlets and knee pad covers and long tights and uh, you know the whole kind of Bret Hart what slash do you, Macho uh, Man to slash Kurt Hawkins. I'm stealing Kurt Hawkins look, uh, his 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 get up. So I couldn't uh, I couldn't I, I gave this gear maker my deposit, and then literally two days later, I see on her Twitter that she said she's taking time off from gear making because her hands hurt. And I write to her, I go with all the, like, wait a minute. I just, yeah, I swear to God. I'm like, look, I just gave you a deposit. Like, are you making my stuff? She's like, no, I'm taking time off. But when I come back, I'll make your stuff. You know what? I'm like, Hold I, on. Like, wh- she's I was, like, she's like, I have a, she's like, I have a metal medical condition and my hands hurt. My wrists hurt. And I'm like, I just sent you 150 bucks. And this, this stuff's like important to me. What What's going on? Uh, to this day I got half that money back and she kept the other half. She never made my gear. There was no mention of getting the other money back or hey, I'm ready to go like it it, it was like a 3 month process and I, the people after yeah. that. Dude, it's been mess after mess. And like I have a guy on Long Island, he makes my stuff, but it's not great qual. It's he's okay, but he he always does I give him the design and then he gets creative with it and it's never what I match it with. And it doesn't fit right. And I love him to death, but like he always takes way too long. Yeah. So anyway, this guy, I haven't got my next set of gear yet, but he put pictures of it online and Ryder knows this guy. We all came from the same program. Yeah. And Ryder's like great, great gear pad looks awesome. And I, I fucking, I'm like, go fuck yourself, broski. Like, uh, (laughs) because broski was like, he actually mentioned it. He, he said, I said, dude, like, I can't get a good gear maker. He goes, okay, hold on, let me write to my guy because he did it for me in the past, and he wrote to a dude who makes his gear. I think it's like Rick Michaels or something. I think I'm not sure. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, hey, can you make gear for my friend? And the guy he he showed me a screenshot, and the guy goes, Oh, fine for you, I will, but it'll be after the Royal Rumble. And it's like, see, what a, what, exactly a, what a what, little, what a little do. bitch. It's like your fucking job, your income.
1: Uh, you the more, here the more you hustle you and pun- work, the more money you fucking make, you fucking Mark. God damn it! I'm
0: like, dude, I have a, I, I buy so much gear. I wear yeah. it maybe a few times. Like, I'm, I'm bad with that. Like, I'm mm. addicted to it. But like, it's, it's just insulting. Like, the only thing I have that's quality is the weight belts from JD. But if you're a gear maker, you can make stuff. You're listening to this podcast. Hit me up. You'll have a, a fucking client for life. I promise you. <laughs> I was gonna so, tell you, pros,
1: I. I've been trying to get Good. this in for the entire time. When she said her, her hands hurt, I was trying to say, well, now your back is going to hurt you, little bitch, because you just pulled landscaping duty from uh, Happy Gilmore the, uh, with, ben, <laughs> with Ben Stiller. That's, I, I'm not even going to lie. I didn't hear anything you said after you said my hands hurt. I've been waiting to get that line in the entire fucking time.
0: Fuck. Perfect timing.
1: <clears throat> I'm off by five fucking minutes, but yeah. But I got a uh, so no gears. JD makes great gear, and he doesn't make it anymore. But for me, he's still he'll still do singlets and everything. But um, because I'm the big guy right back. You know,
0: well, that's the thing. I I asked JD. I was like, JD, would you make gear? He's like, dude. He's like, I'm I'm too busy making these belts, which uh, you know, are they're awesome. I totally. I'm like, I totally understand. It's just I've never found cause that's I think that's important. That's one thing that bothers me. You may get bothered by like, you know. Uh, someone that's super out of shape in wrestling. I'm bothered by people that don't or have or when somebody the... calls me a Skippy. <laughs> ri- eh, a couple people call you Skippy.
1: A lot of people do actually. I don't get mad at it at all. It's funny.
0: So, but um, so that yeah, that's it on the on the gear making end. Uh I did have my notes that uh you know I think the longer this podcast go the the, the drunker we get. I don't know if
1: you upgraded. I've no, or, I've uh, I told you I ran out. I only had one bottle of red wine tonight. Um, I have switched to uh, to uh, Maker's Mark and uh, Zevia's, which I think it's very important to mention. And, and I definitely feel the difference. I get fired up on uh, on whiskey, it makes me want to throw uh, over the shoulder boulder holders, um, to uh, everyone around me. The um, which I did,
0: I did give you that maneuver as well in, in FCW, yeah, the piggyback stunner, the piggyback
1: stunner, which was almost. You- it. Ended your career. (laughs) Also responsible for a lot of my back fucking problems. No, (laughs) I'm actually thinking about making that my new finisher uh, on the independence. Um, Because my back is uh, strengthened doing all the rehabilitation that uh, from Andrew Locke over in Australia has helped me tremendously. And um, he has a lot of cool back articles online and he's, um, he's been a blessing to me. I've like, I've said this past weekend wrestling moose and, there's so much we haven't talked about. I, I like. Uh, I I feel better than I've I I've, I've felt on like probably the last two years. My body was hurting so bad um, from some of the problems I was having from uh, muscle weakness and some of my smaller muscles. But uh, a problem that you ha- know you
0: huh? Sorry, you you brought up something the other day. We were talking about how um, you said to me that someone told you that time off as a wrestler is like the worst thing in the world. I'm pretty sure you told me that the other way. Yeah,
1: Arn Anderson said uh, a wrestler's worst enemy is time off. And uh, what happened to me is when I came off the road after pretty much five years of nonstop wrestling, is it took probably between four to six weeks to set in. My body just started aching really, really bad and uh, shoulder and back pain really, really bad. Um, because on the road you have to just, you toughen up. And, uh, a lot of the wrestlers that you watch every night are in tremendous pain. And we live in a different day and age where guys now can't take pain pills before matches. And it's good that it's rightfully so. Um, but that, that wrestling four to five nights a week just tears the human body apart. And guys don't understand that. Like, and and people don't understand You're, you're, you're working out, you know, a couple hours a day. Usually the guys, and uh, you're in cars and traveling at night for for three, four, or five hours every night, and it's like your emotions are going. You wake up, and you get yourself amped up to work out, and you come down. You got to get yourself amped up to go wrestle, then you kind of come down, but you got to stay awake enough to drive for three, four, or five hours, and then you got to come back down, and you got to do that over and over and over again, just nonstop, and if you fail and you're weak, then you fall off and you quit making money, and that's like... That's the mindset. So you have to, like, you harden up, and your body, you bump every night, and you develop scar tissue, and your body toughens up, and you yeah. start... Like, it's a whole... <clears throat> it, it, a fan can't understand it. You could sit there and tell them tell them that all day, but any wrestler and guy that understands this, that's worked any significant amount of time, knows exactly what I'm talking about. And it is... You take pride in it, it's cool, because... Uh, but it's... I it's different taking time off and then having to go on there and turn it on because then like I felt it like this past weekend I was like man my body I never got sore in WWE I I could do anything and never get sore and then I wrestled one match one night and I'm fucking aching out oh, my neck is killing me and it doesn't it doesn't stop me from doing anything it didn't stop me from driving six hours to go wrestle Moose the next night because that's my obligation and that's what was promoted and that's what needs to be delivered but it's uh it's a rough lifestyle. It's not it's not for your average uh your average human being. That's that's for damn sure. But Pat okay. did I tell you about Mike Orlando this weekend?
0: Well, you talked about the match a little bit, but you never got to the leg stuff. That How, yeah, yeah.
1: So So And, and I'm breaking K a little bit,
0: brother. But uh So I mean Take us back. This is Friday <coughs> night of last week or Saturday night, yeah. And you have a match with an independent guy who's getting his name out there. He's on a lot of shows. I've worked him before too. Uh, good dude, nice dude, um,
1: very very good in the ring. Yeah, and no, no, very athletic and very good. And uh, you
0: had an you had an idea for the match, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and I look at it like that that WWE superstar or former WWE superstar, the big guy Ryback. That and and he was he's a, he's a bigger guy compared to most of the guys. Him and Moose were a real pleasure to be able to work this weekend. Um, but I had mentioned backstage, <laughs> I had this brilliant idea that I was gonna. I go, we're gonna do a little thing on the outside after I did did a dive to the outside um, where he slaps me, and um, I I chase him around. But I'm, I was gonna go down with a leg injury, but I wasn't gonna stay down. I was going to pop right back up and get back in the ring and we're going to continue the match. And he wasn't going to work my leg. And, uh, I told him and everybody involved in the match that that was the, and my intentions for this match. And, uh, we get out there and I take this, I'm such a goddamn great fucking seller. Uh, we do the spot. He slaps me. <laughs> so I so humble too. <laughs> very humble, very humble human being Pat. And I'm I, the best. I'm, I'm the goddamn best, but damn it. I'm fucking humble. Uh, I fall down, but I pop right back up to a T to my fucking how I envisioned it. I get back in the ring and we start the match back up and then as we're doing the match I and I told him backstage, I'm gonna say my hamstrings fucking torn and pulled and I'm gonna make comments during the match to sell the injury, but I don't want you to work my leg. I want you to just to do a standard heat on me because uh we'll get the people to really bite on this. And uh he was like, Okay, cool. And, uh, and the referee, I told, and so I get out there, we do it. I get back in the ring and I'm giving him a fucking shoulder, fucking tackles in the corner while I'm selling my leg. And I go, I tore my fucking hamstring. And he goes, what? And I go, I tore my fucking hamstring because I want the people fucking to hear me and think I tore my fucking hamstring. And I don't give a fuck. He you
0: told this beforehand, correct?
1: Yes. And. Uh, yeah. But apparently I did such a good job convincing everybody Outside and inside the ring that I tore my hamstring that, uh, him and the referee thought I would legit was legitimately hurt. Uh, so spots in this match get fucked up, but nobody knows, but he cuts out stuff cause he thinks I'm legitimately hurt. And, uh, I'm just thinking in my head, like, oh man, he sucks at remembering stuff. And, uh, we're going through the match in, in and he goes at different points in the match he goes, "You're a fucking beast man." and i, I I'm laughing because I'm like, "Why am I a beast? like this match, <laughs> this match isn't going how we, we, how we discussed it, and but nobody knows it's not going how we discussed it and I, everybody's biting on my leg injury because he's not working my leg like I fucking planned <clears throat> but um and I don't give a shit talking about it because wrestling is fake as fuck and who the fuck cares. It's a fucking movie and people are still going to watch the movie because they want to see the possibility of somebody getting hurt. And maybe it's me. Maybe I really do fucking tear my hamstring eventually, but uh, it didn't happen. (laughs) It did not happen this night. And uh, everybody from the referee to the owners of the show to him thought that I tore my hamstring. And right before we went into the finish with a shell shock, he, he said it on multiple times. He goes, you're such a fucking beast. And I chuckled to myself, not knowing why he's telling me I'm a beast in this fucking match. But he was, tell- <laughs> he was telling me I'm a beast because he thought I was doing all this with a torn hamstring. And uh, uh, okay. I've never been prouder as a worker to fucking get the guys in the ring to bite on something that I told them beforehand. Uh, but that doesn't take away from how good he is. And how credible? It just says that I am that fucking good at selling. Fuck you, fucking marks. <laughs> Very good.
0: I'm trying to think what else we got. Uh, we got here.
1: Um, have you shit? Have you, wait, that's. Have you told everybody how good Feed Me More Nutrition is yet? About what? Feed Feed Me
0: More Nutrition. How good it is. What about it? How good it is. I mean, I have put it over. I take the I take the supplements every day. I think okay. that it's your, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm losing track of thought. I'm trying I, to scroll through things. Pat, that's find, that's a horrible
1: you know, fucking endorsement for Feed Me More Nutrition. We talked about it plenty of times. I mean, I, I use the stuff every day, and we need you. Yeah, uh, I need you to get further blood work to show your testosterone levels on the Big Guy Test Booster because it is my. Yeah. My testosterone has gone up over 500 points since I've started, so I need you to also show the people how well it works. So, where are you at? What level? What range are you at? I should be somewhere between 500 and 600 this coming week. Uh, wow! I go, yeah, um, based on the way the numbers have gone up every every month of testing, so it is uh, it is an extraordinary product, and I look forward to like I want like the feedback I'm going to get from people, like from the test booster. To the pre-work, out to the protein, I'm really, really looking forward to it. So, you know, I think so something since to, uh, our, okay. I, okay, okay. Sorry. I do, I did every week. I do want to get in our fitness tip of the week uh, from the big guy every week. I and this isn't just a wrestling podcast, and we've been talking about wrestling a little bit here lately. Um, yeah, but something. I, I a lot of you and I go off on my tangents, and I say things that you might get upset over, but I ultimately want you to help yourselves. And be the best version of yourself. And everything that you were taught growing up, I want you to say, fuck that. I want to figure things out for myself. Um, But something uh, for me that's helped me for a fitness tip of the week. Um, If you're looking to improve your core and your abdominal area, P90X abs, uh, Abripper X. uh, You can look it up online and get a free workout. uh, Where they have videos on YouTube. Or you could purchase it. And do the right thing and purchase it so that they get their rightful money. And um, it is one thing that has helped my abs tremendously, uh, being 275 pounds and keeping a a six-pack, eight-pack, whatever you want to call it, uh, is from P90X Ab Ripper X. They're not paying me a dollar to endorse this. It's something I do every week, once a week, along with weighted abs. Um, So look it up online and add it into your uh, routine every week. And I think that it will really, really help you uh, get... Get a better midsection and core um, along with a proper diet, obviously. But doing it alone will help you tremendously.
0: Okay, you heard the fitness tip of the
1: week. Anything else or do we wrap this up? No, I think that's good for this week. Do you have anything else that you want to social media plugs you want to get in? Um, let me look.
0: I, I pulled up the wrong notes. I have too many fucking things open. I think I was I drank a little bit too much wine. I think it's interesting as the show goes on, we progressively get drunker and drunker. But uh, the information but no, the information
1: pro, is solid, so who cares?
0: Uh Wrestle Pro Online, uh Ya yeah, excuse me, WrestlePro Online dot com. Tickets for all coming shows in the New York, New Jersey area for all your wrestling needs. Create pro dot com um, Buck Never Stops across all platforms.
1: And guys, check out FeedMeMore.com, at Ryback22 on Twitter, Ryback247 on Snapchat, and the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram. One more
0: thing. Sorry. Just to get in here. Guys, we have not had a lot of reviews lately. We peeked off and teetered off. We're going to have a little contest, if you will. The most funniest, creative, best reviews you can leave on iTunes. Five stars. Appreciated. We'll find the best one and we will read them on the air. So please get creative, get fun, leave a review for this show on iTunes. Sorry, man. Just wanted to get that out of there.
1: I'll even add in I'll do you I'll do you one up. I'll throw in a free Feed Me More Nutrition Shaker bottle workout towel and shirt for the winner. So whoa. Oh wow. This guys. Sh- oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys very much for tuning in. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Thank you.
0: Any car brave enough to withstand a decade's worth of multi-state family voyages is worth treating to some quality parts and Napa know-how. Coolant for the Death Valley trip, wiper blades for the Pacific Northwest, air fresheners for the Southwest Chili Cook-Off. Yeah, with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your road warrior running longer, stronger, for many more vacations to come. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.